So we're back. What time is it? It's about a quarter to eight. Your wife calling you a bunch? She called me a couple times. So let's walk over. You want to just go to Lucky Curry? Or you want to go home? I'm going to go home. I don't think... Are you playing in a tournament this weekend? No. Why would you waste Lucky Curry? It's not a waste. It's a waste. Here's what happens. You're going to go... You're going to go eat the Lucky Curry, right? Yeah. You're going to go on to Moto. You're going to go into some Swiss Q draft. Yeah. You're going to draft... <laughs> I'm going to Swiss Q draft. You're going to Swiss Q draft. You're going to open up, like, no rares... But you're going to, like, perfect your draft. Okay. You're going to 3-0, 6-0, not take any damage. And it's because you ate at Lucky Curry. Or and I could then, just buy a lottery ticket. No, that's not how Lucky Curry works. So if you eat Lucky Curry without going to a tournament, I think it's bad. What about the Tournament of Life? It's not how Lucky Curry works. I'm actually really looking forward to going to Lucky Curry. That's not how Lucky Curry works. Oh, so... What if we went to, uh, what if we went to, what if we used to go, but then... Yoshinoya? Yoshinoya. But then with, like, cook hands, the poisoners. Oh, the bug bomb. I was so disappointed my wife made me, um, pea soup, and she gave me this giant thermos to put it in. But she made it last night and put it in the thermos last night, I think with the assumption that it would just still be hot today. So I... Well, I can you microwave it? Oh, no, it's in this giant-ass metal thermos. Yeah, as you put it in some sort of container. No, so listen to this. So I opened it, and I guess, like, sitting overnight at, like, something changed. It was, like, the Hulk, and it, like, exploded. And it wasn't a big explosion, but, like, when I say explosion, it's, like, funny to say it exploded. But then, it's also, its constitution was terrible. It, like, became... Like, the part at the top was, like, dry pea soup, and I think maybe there's a liquid that's warm underneath. I don't know what happened. And then, like, I tried to eat it, and it tasted terrible. And then my wife was like, I don't know, it was great. I had some for lunch, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe you should have put it, like, 16 hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe you should have, like, heated it up. Instead, I went to Baja Fresh for lunch. I was really looking forward to having the soup, but it's still in my bag. In the gigantic thermos. And in case you can't tell, we're outside now. So, yeah, in case they can't tell. Man, we're going to get criticism for, like, the Yo! MTG Tax podcast for the unprofessionalism of this part do they, of our... do, they, do they criticize us? I mean, are, they, are they technically... I don't listen to podcasts. Well, once, I was like... I love when people are like, Hey, BDM, what should I do for a podcast? I'm like, how the hell would I know? So, once we were like... At like a bar, yeah. And they were like, "Oh, can we schedule podcast time?" And I'm like, "Yo, I can podcast right now." And Big Guy Joe's like, "This isn't the Top Eight Magic podcast." And did you say yes? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it actually it is. Like I'm featured in it. We're we're taking over. We're gonna podcast through the streets or from, <laughs> from the bar we're in or. Whatever I'm going to put my podcaster inside this tin can, and then you're going to go in the other room with that Kellogg's cornflakes box. And if you've got to pee... No string. If you got to pee, we're not turning the podcaster off either. They're just going to keep going, and if somebody's just typing for the next five minutes, that's how it is. People love it. I try to listen to some of these other podcasts. I'm not going to say anything bad about any specific podcast, but like people are like, oh, please listen to this podcast. So I did. Some of them are so bad. I've never, I, I don't listen to 
I don't listen to our podcast. Really? Our podcast is awesome. Like, I'm not even just saying it, like, just to, like, be a jerkwad or whatever. But, like, I was listening to it, like, every time we have it, I listen to it while I do work at the office. And it's just, like, I, it's, like, hilarious and insightful. And, like, I don't know. I'm in it. <laughs> it's so good. Becker was saying that he listens to our podcast yeah. while he's working. And then he just, like, talks back to us. Yeah. Like, he has, like, conversations with us. I was like, how awesome would... A Becker, like a Becker cut podcast beat, where it's just our podcast playing yeah. while Becker records commentary. Yo, it would be like a Criterion collection version of the podcast. We, we go and get like the best of the Top Eight Magic podcast. Sorry, and we get Becker to comment on them. Oh man, that would be so good. Like the one where I said that Blake Lively would be the next hit girl, like five years ago. Champion. Um. Like so. It was weird, like, I was listening to the Man of the Pride podcast this week, and I was, like, getting so mad. I was, like, I'm so mad. Then I'm, like, I don't want it to be over. <laughs> like, I kept getting so mad. Why are we getting mad? I was just getting mad at something we're saying. I'm, like, I'm so mad. They have a high degree of technical excellence on their podcast, right? Who, Man of the Pride? Yeah. I mean, they have a good intro, and they, they use Skype, They're, like, all in different areas, and they, their podcast sounds pretty good. That's what I meant. Yeah. I don't know. K- like, KYT like is like, oh, it took me, I had a, it took me a couple hours, but I finally got that podcast edited just right now to upload it. And I'm like, Whoa, like what? what the hell are you no, doing wrong, buddy? This is how you make the top magic podcast. You get like, we're like the Sex Pistols of magic podcast. Thing. You get like an old tape recorder. <laughs> you just turn it on. It's just <laughs> I still have a tape recorder somewhere. Yeah, so you just turn it on, and a bunch of dudes just talk about whatever <laughs> happens to be walking by. We should have gotten Mario Batali yeah. in the podcast. I mean, that's a mistake. That's definitely a misplay. All right. And then maybe a little, like, Anderson Varejao commentary. Then you hand it to Matt Wang and say, transcribe this. <laughs> yes, I realize it's a tape recorder. <laughs> Can you convert this to some sort of... Disc format. <laughs> it has to be in wave format. <laughs> That's how you do a podcast. Every, everyone knows that, actually. Penn Station, sure. So we're on Fifth Avenue. You want to go two avenues over to Seventh Avenue. You want to make a left, and then you got to go. And you got to go about eight blocks that way. Uh, an alternative is putting your hand out, and getting in a cab. Okay. You don't, you don't get that on the Man of the Private podcast, do you? No, nor on the your MTG Tats podcast. Those are the main ones I listen to. I like those podcasts. I listen to those ones every week. There was a run where... Like, I think I'm going to be on the KYT on... Uh, oh, in Toronto? I think I'm going to be on the... Yeah, that and... Some guy named Matt. Is there a Man is Screwed podcast also, or is that guy on Man is Deprived? No, no, they're different. They're different. Okay. Um, so there was a run where uh, John Medina was like on all these podcasts, and like Lauren Lee was on some of them. And I was just like, oh, nice podcast, guys. Like, but for like, I think John Medina was on like three consecutive podcasts of like Man is Deprived and or UMCG Taps and or Man is Deprived again or whatever. Like, oh, Mike, what did you like? I'm like, I really like the parts of Medina. <laughs> You know who does a good cast, actually? Kelly Reed. Do you remember that oh, thing yeah. with, um, like a few months ago, they tried to launch that premium site that was, like, um, Kibler, LSV, um... Oh, some guy interviewing those guys? Yeah. No, no, 
buddy? It was, uh, it was surprising. So, if you, so this is a little just travel tip when you come to New York. Yeah. If someone hands you a free CD on the streets of New York, it's not actually free. They're going to hand you a free CD, and then you're going to say, oh, thanks. And then they're going to threaten to beat you up unless you pay them for it. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty I, much. I'm taking the free CD, and then they just, they're just like, it's free, but it costs money for the signature, and I just threw it on the ground and kept walking. <laughs> and they're like, hey, man, that's my art. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> it was, that's how much it was worth to me. <laughs> so, but anyway, I mean, and not to say anything against anybody, but I was surprised that Kelly's was so, it was the best one. Yeah. It was like... She was not the... She had nice legs. Whatever. So, um, like, they were all worth listening to. Uh, your Chicks was pretty good. They had an interesting document that went with Your Chicks. And I don't remember. The selling point was supposed to be Kibler, right? Like, right. Why does Kibler think that people make sideboards wrong was, like, the Facebook ad. I clicked and I'm like, ooh, what's this? And then I accidentally became... The number one affiliate of this, <laughs> this service, just by tweeting about it. I'm like, oh, I really like Kelly Reed's, uh, Kelly Reed's, uh, um, uh, podcast, podcast from this thing. And I, like, put a tweet out. And then I guess because if I take my address that it's on and then put it out there, that it was, like, an affiliate link, that I was, like, immediately the top affiliate. It was hilarious. You make money? No. <laughs> Not a dime. Uh, so... But it, like, unlocked further podcasts. But yes. John Medina invested in your affiliate program yeah. and promptly flipped it for 250 So, yeah, so the way that one worked is, like, by referring people to the to the podcast, you could unlock further levels of, like, higher levels of podcastery. Sure. But I had already, they just courtesy gave me the highest level. Oh, nice. So, the fact that I had also became the top affiliate was just redundant. And then it actually broke the script because it tried to unlock higher levels, but there were no higher levels. So I couldn't actually listen anymore. <laughs> so, which was how ironic to think about it. I should have had like 2x the amount of, of uh, available podcastry, so instead I had none. So did that, did that go away? I don't know. I haven't heard anything from them since. Kelly did a couple of projects with him, including like writing for his website and... Right. But I, if you guys can get it, I don't remember the name of the site. Uh, like Pro Tour Lifestyle. And we can't look it up. I mean, we're on the street. I think it's Pro Tour Lifestyle. People are asking us for directions. Yeah. Menacing us for CDs. So, that one was good. Super good was Kelly's recording. And then there was also, like, there was one with Luis, but he kept calling him Lewis. And, like, he's like, yo, my name's Luis. Uh, um, Kibler, your chick. I think Wesco, but honestly, I, I was very surprised at this. The one that I really remember was Kelly, and it was very good. Um, and I don't even remember what it was about, but right. I listened to it like three times. It was about investing in magic cards? I think it was about investing in life. Yeah. What store would used to be here? It's like a sneaker store? Yeah, it's sneakers. And it's done now? Yeah, I guess so. We can open up our WPN location. Because because uh, ground level rent on forty second forty second and Madison is just oh let's put a New Balance can't make a <laughs> New Balance can't but you know D and D game days are gonna yeah, rock gonna it out like, there 
Neutral Ground version 4.0 is just gonna kill it there, huh? Yeah. <coughs> maybe, maybe we can. Maybe get five stories up. Maybe we can. Uh, maybe we can get a zone to run a tournament. You think, you think that might help? <laughs> oh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> So yeah, we were talking about that, I guess, off-camera, which was the, the WPN changes. Yeah. People seem pretty uh, up in arms about that. Wait, I don't understand. Why did Deck Check close over this? Deck Check doesn't run tournaments. Right. So De Deck Check, so he, in Europe, yeah. so in the United States, uh, you know, in most areas, the bulk of tournaments are run by tournament organizers associated with local stores, right? Like people run Friday Night Magic. You know, there's some on school campuses and there's some in other places. But for the most part, Friday Night Magic takes place at a local store, right? Got it. Pre-releases, game days, launch parties, all those things, for the most part, happen at local stores. In Europe, there are... That in, your, in Europe, that's, that's my rating. Yeah. In you look back behind me. <laughs> that one, and then you were like waving your hand. She caught that? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. She can do it right back at me. <laughs> oh, no. From this angle, it's, it's, it's full on thumbs down, actually. Uh, so in Europe, in Europe, you have a lot of. A lot of uh, the name of this restaurant is Ariel. Isn't that like the thing around a nipple? Word is right. I don't believe I don't believe it is precisely that. I believe like in some word game where you get to change a letter. Yeah. You could get there, but I don't think it is. All right. Anyway, uh, you're talking about Europe. So in like in in London, for example, where rent is possibly as astronomical as storefront rent is in New York. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of stores. Magic stores. Magic stores. There are not a lot of yeah, hobby level. Stores. Not a lot of hobby level retail stores, right? So what happens is a lot of the TOs there... Why can't like, Forbidden Planet run a tournament? I don't know. Maybe Forbidden Planet doesn't have the... I mean, it's, it's the a big... Forbidden Planet's in England, right? Yes. I don't even know if it's still there or not. My sister shops there in London. Okay. But, I mean, there's a commitment from a store to dedicate any amount of floor space to running an event. If you sell com you know, is are you going to make more money running an event versus selling comic books? You know, Clayton Moore statues. Uh, you know, etc. Like it's hard to dedicate you know six tables worth of square footage for you know to accommodate twenty four players, right? Or oh, thirty six players. When that could instead be like incorruptible too or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could just be like it could just be a bin of back issues. It could you know. So it's, it's hard to, to make that commitment. Uh, so a lot of the TOs in England would qualify for the WPM program, and they would run events like in pubs or in, I, I guess, whatever the England equivalent of a VFW hall is, you know, and they would rent out space. And so you have this kind of really, you have this thriving magic community of players who go to these kind of, you know, pub events or, you know, I guess there's some events that don't take place in pubs, maybe. Not that I've heard. Apparently all the PTQs take place in pubs. Right. So suddenly... Like Dan Passons is writing like, so I went two and one top eight. <laughs> <laughs> we ordered two, some... That's, that's 201. <laughs> Drew in. <laughs> 201. Drew in. Drew into eight. the top two. <laughs> I ordered the Boddingtons and it was time to to re-sleeve my right. sword of fire and ice. <laughs> he, uh, so anyway, so in, in England, what this means is there's nobody 
currently maybe one store running a pre-release uh, for the events. I don't know if they have regional pre-releases in England or not, but like a lot of people's play patterns in Europe are extremely disrupted by this change. Oh, so an evil burn who's the guy who runs the deck check, he's in Germany that probably right. affects him in a right. in much Germany more probably... fundamental way than we right. do. Right. Because to me, like I look at a tournament organizer, like my go-to tournament organizer for basically the last 10 plus years has been Grey Matter, which doesn't have a store anymore, right? Sure, but Grey Matter's a PTO. So that's a different program. Premier tournament. Premier tournament organizer who runs events, special events that are sort of outside the purview of the WPN. That are that are premier events, not Wizards Play Network events. So even though they're both pre-releases, the kind of pre-releases that this caliber of tournament organizer is getting is outside. These the are special events that are called regional pre-releases. Got it. I don't even know if they take place in Europe or not. So the once upon a time when you owned Grey Matter, was Grey Matter and Neutral Ground were they allies? I mean, like it had the same they, they ownership, were, right? It had some overlap of ownership. <clears throat> But not, uh, but not a hundred percent ownership. Tony Perotti was like, who was one of our head judges, was an owner in Grey Matter. But not in. Neutral. But not in neutral ground. But then you and Glenn both owned. Glenn and I both owned both of those, and then Jim owned part of Neutral Ground, and he owned New Jersey Magic, which eventually got folded into Grey Matter. Now Glenn just owns Grey Matter, right? Correct. And multiple cartridge worlds around New York City. Cartridge? Is that doing great for him? I guess so. I don't know. It's cartridge world. It doesn't seem, you know, not my, you know, career choice. And Glenn really likes, you know, Cartridges. Ink. I don't know. Ink is really the most valuable of all liquids if you think about it. <laughs> Like, people go to war over ink. I mean, ink is way more expensive than oil. Like, I can I, well, I say, I had a three-year period where I would not buy ink. You just run a new, new printer. I would just run a new printer. It was cheaper. Like, you'd get the rebates, and you'd shop around, and you'd actually get, like, a new printer for, like, 20 bucks, fully charged with ink. But, uh... And you could just go flip the printer on eBay? Yeah, whatever. Didn't even matter, right? Didn't even matter, yeah. Like, I didn't even understand why someone would pay for a printer when they could get a free printer with their ink cartridge. Well, uh, see McDonald's? No more. Never What's, again. What's that? Never again, McDonald's. Oh, you saw that Chicken McNuggets thing? Oh, it's not even food. Yeah. Like, everyone's seen the Bionic Burger, right? Like, the, you put a burger out, it, like, it will, will never rot. Even the bread won't rot. And the other thing that's whack about it is, like, animals won't eat it. Like, a fly won't come and eat it. Like, it'll just sit there, no matter how long you sit it out. But, like, the Chicken not McNuggets... Not like Yoshinoya. Hey. Hey. But the Chicken McNuggets is... It's not even food. Right. It's like... So it's basically... The way I saw it, it was... It out as chicken. It's skin gristle, bones, like fucking anus. And then they sh they put it together and then they have to wash it in ammonia. Yeah. Because it's so wretched, right? Yeah. But ammonia isn't cleared for food preparation. Yeah. So it's actually not food. Right. And, and then, so and so, so they, now it but now it doesn't taste like anything. They so they have to flavor it with chicken flavoring. Like no, and they have to bleach it because they turn it pink with the ammonia. Uh, and then but like all things are deep fried, I guess. So if you just deep fry it, you know, 
did inject it with chicken flavor. It's, I was like, what? Never again. Yeah. Right, so here's the thing. Did you see that thing that GCP put out about the bullying that the the sure. councilman in Texas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally cried at my desk this morning. I was like afraid someone would see. I, I cried three minutes in, and I steadily cried for the next nine minutes. I don't know what they're doing. Taking pictures in the street. Yeah. Some guy's lying down in the middle of Times Square and break dancing while traffic's going around him taking pictures. For obviously for some album that they're gonna menace people into buying on the street. So anyway, I was literally crying. But then at the same like I totally I, I totally felt for what he's talking about. But then did you read the thing with the Dan Savage hating on the Christians on Facebook that a bunch of people can link out? No. It's so stupid. People are like, this is the greatest thing, thumbs up, thumbs up. He basically says he like goes out and he's like categorically attacks Christians or whatever for causing, you know, bullying against gay kids. And I can see having some correlation there, but and I can even see the position that he takes initially. But then he has like a reader come in who's like, look, I don't feel this way, you know, I believe in God or whatever. I certainly don't teach my kids this. We believe in tolerance, we believe in all this stuff. And he goes and like tears that guy in the butthole and like the response is like, your feelings are hurt, I don't care. Like, that's not how, I mean, I, people don't understand, like, that's not how you get this behavior of this entrenched position of people who you seem to be in opposition with to make it better for the next generation. Just poking the people who want to work with you. <clears throat> that seems like idiotic. Sure, and I, the fact that people are like on Facebook, like thumbs up. Yeah, he, he told him off. He told off someone who's trying to be on the same team as him. Like, right. That's the. He's like, look, I feel this way. Like, you know, I believe in Christ. Like, I guess, a, but I guess if you're, Twitter. I guess if you've grown up gay in this country, and maybe even gay in like middle America, where perhaps, I mean, I mean, we grew up with gay kids in our neighborhood in, in Brooklyn, and. I mean, no one cared, right? Like, I mean, like, like, I grew up, I got called, like, whatever, every kind of game. I mean, look at pictures of me when I was 16. Of course I got called gay names. Right, right, right. Like, my hair, the what I'm saying, what I'm saying the is music if, I listen to. What I'm saying is if someone grew up with that type of bullying, like, you could also understand them having a pretty intolerant position of, of someone I mean, backing organized Christianity. I, I, I can say from my own experience, like Finkel and I talked about this, Finkel was bullied when he was younger, but like, I, I find it hard to, to imagine a situation, like I got bullied so hard for a period of time, like where I was like in advanced classes, so like I didn't even have my friends weren't around me, Right. so like I was getting bullied by kids who were a year older than me for being Asian, for being gay, and I grew up in the, in the Midwest, and like... Oh, I thought you were talking about PTQs early on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, sorry, I, I'm sorry. I, I felt like all those things, like... What's wrong with my like? I used to like cry at night. Like I, I totally like. I think it's like we end up we win. Like I knew it at the time when I was sixteen. I knew that I was like my life's gonna be better than this person's life, and that was like part of the thing that like that that helped me go through it. And, and I'm telling you, like as someone who's like bullied for being gay, I'm not even gay. Okay, like I mean, I certainly I love gay stuff. Okay, there's no question about that. Okay, I love it. <laughs> But, like, I understand the where he's coming from, from a Christian background, living in the Midwest, and I am telling you, this is a stupid way to go about things. Sure. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's correct. 
I'm just sort of having some empathy for his, you know, knee-jerk reaction. It's, I, I don't know. I think it was a considered reaction. I think he said this thing knee-jerk to begin with, said something incendiary, which is, like, fine. He said something incendiary, but he got a reaction from someone who's like, look, I fall into the demographic of, of the presumed enemy. I want to not be the presumed enemy. Right. I think you should consider what you're saying, and maybe people will... Hey, really you know what? With you. In the end, he's just basically flips him the bird. And like, in the end, do you really believe Dan Savage's goal is to like make a difference or change anything? He or started to, that website, or to or to actually just further the Dan Savage entertainment machine, right? Like the guy's an entertainer ultimately. He's you know you you sort of like his position more than you like say Ann Coulter's. But really, they're doing the same thing. Honestly, I think Ann Coulter gets a bad rap. Oh, I'm not saying I'm on the Ann Coulter team. I'm just saying I think she gets a bad sure. rap. Sure. People, like, their knee-jerk reaction about anything that she says. And it's like, and my wife, she's, like, in publishing, like, years ago before she was in advertising. She's a little older than I am. She does, like, those Ann Coulter stories from, like, back in the day that are hilarious. Oh, well, tell some. <laughs> I'll refrain from my mouth on the podcast. I'll tell some when we turn it off. It'll be one of those stories where you're like, I'm glad I waited. <laughs> so... But anyway, like I think the people's knee-jerk reaction to Ann Coulter is dumb. She, she creates her knee-jerk reaction. She does things to get She's that knee-jerk reaction. Character, right. Sure. And, and I think Dan Savage is doing the same thing on the other side of the. Yeah, but, but normally aisle. she's saying something like, "Oh, all liberals hate America. If you voted for Obama, you should kill yourself with a rifle." What? No one's gonna believe that. That's regular. People absolutely right? believe that. But like, I mean, no one I. But like, when you haven't had a cab driver in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. But clearly. So, so what I'm saying is like, and I guess I was defending her a minute ago, and she says these ridiculously incendiary things. But I, I just feel like he's in a position where, and all the celebrities are kind of like ganging up, saying like, you know, bullying's bad. Let's do. And he he organizes this thing, which should be so. I'm not saying he's not doing good stuff, but I mean, I'm saying, like, I I think this reaction that was going around Facebook today, multiple people linked to it, etc. I thought it was not the thing that we should be thumbsing up. I think it was stupid. Sure. Like, and the. Everyone would like people to have a more reasoned, balanced, considered opinion about everything, but unfortunately, the way things work right now, it's the goal is to go take things to the most extreme uh, end of your position. Right. I, was, I mean, that's what everyone does. Like, I was watching that thing with the, the Texas guy, and there was 490 dislikes on the video. Yeah. Why would you dislike the video? I mean, like, I'm telling you, three minutes in, I was already crying. Right. And, like, it was... What I don't understand... And I'm not touchy-feely. Here's, here's what I don't understand. I don't understand the Christian reaction to, to like... Isn't, like, Christianity supposed to be about loving people and so to me isn't the Christian reaction like I'd really like it if you weren't gay but do what you're gonna do you're just gonna go to hell like can't they just like let people can't they just consign people to hell like that's fine I'm fine with people thinking I'm going to hell for the things I do I don't know what the education level of the people who are who are doing this is but I feel like there are different stripes of all different kinds of people right like there's there's people who are in the groups that you would identify with and there are people who are in the groups that you would be that you know against etc. And there's assholes in those groups, and there's good people in both groups. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen broadcast news? Uh, I think so. So beginning of broad, broadcast news is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think I've seen it. It's fantastic. Albert Brooks is. Uh, I was thinking of Network. No, 
no, no, no, no. Bro- Brooke, so, so beginning, Broadcast News is a story you like about... Network, too, though, right? I like Network. I haven't seen Network for a long time. Broadcast News is by James L. Brooks, who created the Mary Tyler Moore Show, wrote Terms of Endearment. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. He's responsible for The Simpsons. So, he... The opening also, of the movie... Also, uh, Will and Grace. No. Oh, maybe. Maybe, Thanks. but not directly. His... So it's about Albert Brooks, who plays, uh, eventually grows up to become a newspaper, I mean, I'm sorry, a news uh, anchor, like, reporter, producer, Holly Hunter, who's an executive producer, and John Hurt, who plays a What year is this, like, 80-something? 80-something. John John, uh, Hurt. William Hurt, sorry. William Hurt. Who plays a vapid, like, good-looking news anchor on the fast track, right? And sort of about the love triangle between these three people. Albert Brooks is in a love triangle with Holly Hunter and Yeah, yeah, he's he's in love with he's like Holly Hunter's best friend. Yeah. He loves her. He's always been super smart and right about everything, but kind of a dick. You know, kind of like the arrogant nerd. Yeah. Um, she really likes him and she's really best friends with him, but she's really attracted to the very good looking, successful, vapid William Hurt, who desperately wants to not be vapid but really doesn't care at the same time. You don't watch Mad Men, do you? No. Right. I'll catch up. I'm watching The Wire right now. These are good shows, but so, uh, but in the beginning of the show, movie, they have all three of them as like eight-year-olds or twelve-year-olds or whatever. And the Albert Brooks scene is Albert Brooks getting his ass kicked, <laughs> right, by like these bullies, like from the football team, just like kicking the fuck crap out of him. He's behind a the lot school. Of this uh, sorry, well, no one listens to the fourth part or the fifth part, right? <laughs> they do. They don't. Like D will will be like, I was trying to download the fifth part, but the link was wrong. <laughs> link was wrong. <laughs> So, kicking the, kicking the crap out of him, and uh, and they were like, ah, you know, and they run away, and he's like, just know this, that you know, I will be successful and famous, and this and that and the other thing, and you will never make more than twenty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And then uh, the bully looks back at him, and he's like, hey, you hear that? Twenty five thousand dollars a year. That's pretty good. <laughs> So, I might have the numbers wrong, but that's... Yeah, yeah, I get it. I think I've seen that. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. So, uh, so Nemo's dad, you're saying. What? Nemo's dad. Yes, Nemo's dad. So, like, I remember, like, that was one of my defenses, like, in when I was, like, in Boeing. And then one of the chief asshole bully guys ended up being, like, the president of the student body the next year. Obviously. Yeah, because he was, like, such, he was, like, a hilarious public speaker. He probably said, like, boobs or something, and everybody voted for him. Idiot. Let's stalk them on Facebook and see what happens. I don't remember their names. Uh, yeah, I don't I, remember anyone's names. I remember that none of them got into the schools they wanted to get into. I was just like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Not, I honestly don't think that stuff's important anymore, but right. like at the time, I was so happy. Yeah. No. You're like, I'm sitting here with my sword from nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, I will become an internet <laughs> sensation. <laughs> Quickening, hiding swords. Come on. You just know this. I will be very successful 10, 20 years from now, and you will never have more than a thousand Twitter followers. <laughs> Twitter. TRF. I think it's weird how, like, like a lot of the people who are, like, they all met on Twitter, and they just, like, talk about the other people on Twitter who they know who have, like, a hundred followers or whatever, like, they're Twitter celebrities. I actually think it's, like, they're like, oh, man, they're, like, really influential. Like, I think it's just, it's curious to me. Yeah. It's like internet forums. It's like direct.highlander.com. Oh, no, no, no. You're ruining Twitter for me now. Let's only talk about Highlander tomorrow on Twitter. All right. See what happens. High five. 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 High five.
do we talk about? Different kinds of swords. Sure. Swords from nowhere. Swords from nowhere. Hashtag swords from nowhere. Swords from nowhere. <laughs> well, I really think that Richie Ryan's <laughs> might have been from somewhere, like France. <laughs> swords from nowhere. <laughs> Like, people are like, why do you guys keep talking about Swords of Nowhere? Listen to the podcast. In three weeks when Matt Wang <laughs> uploads them. All right, enough. All right. This is Brian David Marshall. And Michael J. Flores for ManInThePrime.com. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Night. Night. Yeah, so give that shirt to Rich. I will. <laughs>